Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. On a Thanksgiving Eve, I can't wait. We're going to stuff our faces with all the trimmings and all the juicy meats in our mouth. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sons of Slam. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir. How are you? I'm right. Yeah. Um, Very the, subtle. Uh, Very subtle. A little beat drop there makes you seem like you've actually, you know, had some professional, professional experience. And putting meat in my mouth? No, the beat drop. Oh, the not beat the drop. I thought drop. the meat drop. No, that should be a no, thing. No, I, I, as to my knowledge, I don't believe you have professional experience dropping meat in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I've eaten, I've eaten uh, contests with meat in my mouth, but no, not, nothing that paid me. Professional. Yeah, I know. AVN 2017 was a wild time. We don't talk like about that. that year. That was just before I met you, and I changed, I turned my life around. Um, by the way, I love the fact that you're <laughs> you're wearing a pro wrestling tee, which I'm assuming is from WWEshop.com. Um, so <laughs> funny enough, this one was on sale. Uh, I'm sure from it was. you guessed it, pro wrestling tees. Sure. And uh, just because it was a f- there was a flaw in it. Oh, I want to see the flaw. So I wore it because it's actually a CM Punk shirt. No, well. Kind of, uh, not really. It is the Chicago uh, regular pro wrestling tees branded shirt. Sure, with a nice Reaper on it. Very, very on brand uh, for me. Yeah, for you. Yes, yes, that should be a logo. Uh, but right at the bottom, like the the stars are not all black. So then, it, instead of going for you know thirty three ninety nine, it went for seventeen ninety nine. So I was like, fuck yeah! I'll but Chicago Chicago stars aren't black; they're red. I'm sorry, the Chicago stars weren't all red. Oh, they all weren't all red. Yeah, gotcha. That's on me. English, I'm not that good. Sometimes <laughs> so good. We we clarified that. All right, it's a good looking shirt. Ninety um, percent of my wardrobe is pro wrestling tees. The company or just the noun in general. I just like that now you're just representing the company by wearing a actual pro wrestling t shirt, which yes. says pro wrestling tee on it. I didn't know they made that with those kind of things. But yeah, I didn't either until you know. Sometimes you get. <laughs> Sometimes you have a little a little fun with Mary Jane, and then you go down a deep rabbit hole on the on the pro wrestling tees app, and <laughs> one thing leads to another, and you bought three fucking House of Black mugs, a patch, a, two House of Black hats, and like four pro wrestling shirts. You're like, oh, I didn't know I was spending 140 dollars right now. Mary Jane. All right. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of CM Punk, segue. Let's get right into it. And do do do. Let the boys be boys. Uh, Looking very f- much forward, by the way, to tomorrow and Thanksgiving. Uh, family plans, all that good stuff happening for you? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, yeah, family's coming over. Nice. I will not be here. Oh. Are you working? Yes, I am. Wow. Time and a half? Double time and a half. Oh, my God. That's the sexiest of sounds right there. Yeah. yeah. At least. And I am not at all mad at it. Is mom going to have some food for you on the side when you, when you get home? So mom and grandma are lovely, lovely women, and they decided to buy a couple extra turkey legs, just just turkey legs, okay, and make them for me tonight so I can take them to work tomorrow. Aw. 
with my stovetop stuffing. And if I'm being completely honest, that's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's all, all I need. That's all you need, dude. Okay. I listen. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before. Okay. This is going to be a, a scorching hot take, probably. Sure. Okay. As a fat man, this is a I gotta fucking say, nuclear. Take. Can I can I say something without being with no offense to it whatsoever? Because you said it as a as a fat man, you have become, and I said I think I said this last last week to you. You've become less of a fat man. So kudos to you. Oh, stop it. You have you have slimmed down, dude. Like you, yeah, you, but no, you like a lot. A lot. And, oh, you know, thank and you. We know that. You. you know, I've been told by multiple sources I don't know how to take a compliment. So you, thank you. You I do not. It. You do not. And listen, we all have roads to go, and we have travel. You know, roads we have to still travel down. But you are on that path. So good for you. Thank you. And with all that being said, yes. As a fat man, this is a <laughs> hot take. <laughs> yes. This is a scorching hot take. Um, Thanksgiving food. Highly overrated. I will kill you. Okay. You know what, everything I just said about, about you. Nope, I just muted you. Everything I just said about everything you did with you know the work that you put into uh, losing the weight, I take it all back. If it was good, we'd have it all year round. That's all I'm saying. It's better because we don't have it all year round. No, it's That's not. the whole point. That's the whole point. It's better because it's only once a year. It's not. Nothing is stopping you from having stuffing in July. I've, I've had it. It's I, wonderful. I, it is it's wonderful. Great. I've had I've had it year round. It's fine. But for some, why don't we do it? Because why don't we do it all the time? You don't do it. Doesn't mean that everybody else doesn't do it. It's just it, it, it's big turkey. Okay, <laughs> big turkey made this holiday, and they and they they just they, like just like Hallmark made Valentine's Day. Yes, we we get it. Yes, uh, yes. yes exactly. Yes, big Purdue made this holiday. Purdue made and, the holiday, and and, <laughs> and they used the guise of of a very racist event that happened in the. 1300 1400s 1600s like 1500s or something the 1600s and, and they used it to to now further along agenda that that turkey's good 1621 okay, to be exact it's not it's not it's just not this is this might be the worst take you've ever had in your life in your life I, listen that's all fine and good in your life i don't care but i will die on this hill turkey and thanksgiving food is trash you you have you have come up with the the worst. You, you say a lot of really really ridiculous things from time to time. This might be the worst thing. More of a hot take. My Thanksgiving take or my Roman Reigns SummerSlam 2028 take. No, this is this is a much worse take. Like I, I <laughs> I'm definitely on board for being at SummerSlam 2028. I will I will buy those tickets now for that over this take that you've had here. This is just an absolutely ridiculous, absurd take that you've had. And I don't know if I can be friends with you anymore. That's that's Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. Not because of just the food. The food is amazing, but of the camaraderie and family that comes over. Mind you, uh, you know, full, I never full said disclosure about the about the about the thankfulness and the, and the camaraderie and the thanks and you just and said the, the food and the family you and all that stuff. You like I I love that part of Thanksgiving. You That's said the food. Awesome. I get it. A, another holiday. I'm I'm all for another holiday. I can pay time and a half, double time and a half. Are you fucking nuts? I love it. Uh, but sure, the food. Yes, that Thanksgiving is associated with strictly the food that is only associated with thanksgiving i'm not talking about the mac and cheese slides that your third cousin down the line just decided to fucking make because it was good mm. i'm not talking about that we love that okay i'm not talking about the apple pie or the cheesecake or whatever have okay mm. we love that part i'm talking about the main parts of thanksgiving turkey stuffing mm. cranberry <laughs> stuffing is the number one on there and the other two can kick fucking rocks on it. <laughs> all right. Now, with all that being said, 
going back to my weight loss for a quick second. Yeah. I do attribute a lot of this to ground turkey and rice. <laughs> you know what? You can fuck off now. <laughs> now you can go fuck off. Because <laughs> everything you it's just said. Though. It's not like eating a fucking <sighs> uh, a, a pizza chicken that I got to pick through feathers. Turkey legs are amazing. Stuffing is turkey amazing. Leg. Gravy is amazing. Cranberry sauce is amazing. Amazing. Cranberry can kick rocks. You can kick rocks. In every shape and form. You can cranberry kick all the juice, rocks. Cranberry juice, cranberry sauce, cranberries in general. As a matter of fact, you can go kick Plymouth Rock. That's how many rocks you can go kick. I will. Yes, hard. Do it hard, too. I will kick. I will flick the shit out of that fucking rock. Do you know how big that rock is? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it's literally in a ground. You look down. It's in a ground, in the ground, and it's a, it's a big rock. <laughs> it's just a big rock. That's, that's all it is. Now, we talk in like... 2023 or we talk in my via which rock are we talking <laughs> but um, how big is this rock i'd say i'd say uh uh we're talking, talking like, boulder shoulders or are we talking I'm fucking i'm talking nation of domination die. nation of domination rock like it's it's like that like it's not oh, okay. it's not fully like right. jacked but he's big he was big so like that the rock of. still has his hair okay i got it yes yes <laughs> <laughs> none of this makes sense all right <laughs> we have a lot of things to talk about in a very short period of time because I have stuffing and food to make for tomorrow. Um, which, by the way, we had a, a trivia question uh, yesterday. Uh, of the four, of these four choices, which one is not one of the stovetop stuffing flavored uh, type in in the in the brand? Traditional sage, bacon and herb, tomato and onion, or wild rice? Which one of those four is not a stovetop brand? A stovetop flavor. For the brand. Tomato and onion. That is incorrect. Really? Bacon and herb. Is that a thing? No, yet? see, yeah. You appeal to the fats. You go, bacon and herb has to be. It has to be, of course. I mean, that. The, I mean, what are we doing? The hell are we waiting for? All right, moving on. So, speaking of uh, your shirt and the uh, the misprints of the of the star, WWE, <clears throat> excuse me, good God, WWE's current relationship status with CM Punk has been confirmed. We've been talking all this nonsense over the past couple of weeks. Will he, won't he, Survivor Series Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Sean Sapp behind uh, Feifel's paywall. I love that you know, they have all these things behind a paywall. They just report it anyway. As of November 20th, which is two days ago, there are, and this is in connection with uh, higher-ups in WWE, there are no talks going on between CM Punk and WWE. Quote, as of last night, we were told WWE's stance hadn't changed on CM Punk at Survivor Series. Uh, there were CM the Punk chants that popped this. CM Punk uh, chants popped up during uh, Shinsuke versus Tazawa's match on Raw, um, but absolutely no talk whatsoever. The only thing I'll say about this is that, uh, how do I want to word this correctly? CM Punk single handedly fucked up. Randy Orton's surprise because they had you're just saying because they had had to announce it just to get past because the, you had to announce it because yeah. if not you're gonna get CM Punk chance and then the crowd won't know how to react when they hear Randy's music mm, right right like yeah, I can you can that. do the I'll call a friend you know we need someone who's more of a predator on our team or some <laughs> bullshit like that right right and yeah, uh, just flat out said it yeah, I get it. But they also didn't say Randy Orton is the fifth member. Uh, 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 Cody Rhodes mm. on Monday Night Raw mm. did not say 
Randy Orton is the fifth member of our War Games team. In no way, shape, or form did he say Randy Orton at all. What did he say? He made all the references. He's a viper. He's an apex predator. I have a legacy with him, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then the last thing he said was, and all these fans are right because they were all cha uh, chanting Randy. He didn't actually say Randy Orton. All right, so we'll see Randy Orton on, on uh, Saturday. But Presumably. presumably. So what I want to see the most, if mm. I'm being completely honest, Jay Uso. Mm. Because Jay Uso is going back into his bloodline acting skills. Mm-hmm. And he's getting his his facial expressions down quite well. Because if people remember, when was the last time we saw Randy Orton? Go on, conspiracy theorist. Randy Orton was last seen on a Monday Night Raw after a pay-per-view, mm -hmm. in which at that pay-per-view, he won the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships with Matt Riddle mm -hmm. against the Usos. Right. On that Monday Night Raw, they beat down Randy Orton senselessly. He hasn't been seen since then. Mm. Also, <laughs> no. on top of all that, Cody Rhodes, the son of the plumber, right? Sure. What is Dusty Rhodes' most famous? Well, I've said this before. What is Dusty Rhodes' best promo that he's ever done? Hard times. Times with kings and queens and exactly hmm. hard times. Cody Rhodes needs to go through hard times. That's what I said about the Brock Lesnar match matches. That's what I said about the Cody Rhodes in the hell in the cell. Uh, Seth Rollins in hell in the cell. Right. Cody Rhodes, his final battle, his final hurdle before getting to the championship that he desires, that he want wanted to once bestow upon his father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. His final hurdle will have to be against his mentor. Oh. So I like you have, this is a Survivor Series. You have the Royal Rumble, and you have, what's the February? Are they going back? Elimination Chamber. Yes. You have Elimination Chamber. There's one, there's one before you that. you have, too. what was that? There's one before that, too. There's, there's yeah, that Elimination Chamber. Those are the two big ones before you get to Mania. Mania, right. If you have Randy and I don't even know, have him have him have Randy injure Cody after he turns heel on him or something. Right. He comes back as a surprise in the Rumble. Doesn't win the Rumble. Randy costs him. They have a series of matches. Eventually it's it's touted that Cody Rhodes is going to be in the elimination. Uh he, oh, fuck, yes. yeah, it all right. fucked up. It all, as soon as I started talking more, it all fucked up. Why? But regardless, you have a number of pay-per-views before we get to Mania. Why did that fuck up? You could because that. it just doesn't make sense. You don't want to just have one win over Randy. You want like a couple. You would have to probably do uh, Cody, Randy at Royal Rumble. But you can set that up starting now. Yes, you can. But that's what I'm saying. You can't have them be in the Royal Rumble and then it also have a couple matches after that. That Royal Rumble would have to be the first match. Hmm. The first big match between them. Yeah. So you can't do the surprise. We already did the Cody surprise. It gives a fuck. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? So <laughs> if you have that, you can have both Cody and Randy in the elimination chamber, mm. possibly. Or even have that blow off match there. And then that'll lead into, into Mania. 
but also who wins the Royal Rumble and then who goes after what title. We're going to give it to the fucking... I mean, you have to... World I, Heavyweight Championship? I, I really do think... I, I know we, we joke about the, the whole premise of Reigns holding this belt till we die. Um, Mania 40... Nobody's talking about this, by the way. Mania 40 is 40. Like, it's 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 a big deal. And I feel like this is the, the time to pull that trigger and, and do it. And I feel like the the story behind the way to do it, which I think we've talked about the, this before on the show and uh, the premise of it, and I think you brought it up, was to have basically Reigns' Reigns's greatest hits come out to be there when he loses. Like, just either cause distraction or just to be there, and then Cody takes the belt. What do you mean his greatest hits? Like everybody, like that, the opponents, like Kevin the, Owens comes out. Correct. Everybody that has lost to Roman Reigns in the last three and a half at that point will be four years. Come out, and Cody Rhodes. You can't do that. Why not? Because then it diminishes the the win for Cody Rhodes. Not in my all. book, in my opinion, not at all. If he's going to do it at Mania, he's taking the belt if off. If he's going to do it at Mania, it should be with no distractions whatsoever. Okay. If he's going to do it at all, it should be no with no distractions whatsoever. Even though Reigns is the every single match that Reigns has had is has been distractions left and right. He's a heel. Who cares? This is a babyface. No, nobody about. nobody cares about about that. I think it's the point of taking the belt off is the big deal. And the, the ceremony that is going to be involved in this, it, it, listen, you can have everybody there. You can have nobody there. That's fine. I, I think it would be cool to have at least a couple people, a couple people there. But I think it's now time. My overall arc, arcing point is be is that that you can have him win at Mania Forty, and nobody would blink an eye. It would be the probably be the right thing to do. And he is the biggest name in the company besides Reigns. You've you've said you've said otherwise in the past. You you have Rollins. Seth Rollins is fine. He's not the biggest name in the company. It is still Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes sells the shirts. He is the top the top money maker in all aspects. If it wasn't for Roman Reigns, it would be Cody Rhodes. And so that's fine. You can have him. I like the premise of having him beat his mentor and have a you know series of matches leading up to Mania. But it it in the immortal words of uh, John Cena, his time oh, is now. Never mind. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Just have it done. Um, yeah. I thought you were going to say the immortal words of Hulk. You said immortal, so I thought you were going with Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> I didn't have the sound ready. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, John Cena. Segway off. Hang on, re- really quick. Just, just last thing on that. Sure. The what would mean more? It, do you think they could extend it past Mania? And I understand uh, having it, having it be a Mania is big for the company. But what is bigger for Cody? Would it be winning it at WrestleMania or winning it? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there at like a pay-per-view that is dedicated to a match that his father created. No, no, Uh, no. Cause you still have Roman get past Hulk. And then you have Cody take the belt from Roman at Survivor Series War Games next year. <laughs> what a random <laughs> random occurrence. Um I, I don't know. I think in front of like, you know, 80,000 people would be the way to do, <laughs> the way to pull that off. At night 2 of Mania just to cap off the entire the entire run. And then Reigns go All off, I'm saying is that when you go to night 2 of WrestleMania and Cody Rhodes loses once again. 
I'm going to come back on this program hmm. and I'm going to fucking laugh because you so hard because of your jealousy of not being there. I, I don't understand what the, what well, the because point of that you. would be the only reason I wanted to go. This still doesn't make sense. That's make the sense. only reason I have to go it's okay. is to watch that history. That, made. That's fine. And then if you don't go and it happens, you're going to feel like a douchebag. Which you should feel That's like fine. right now. I felt like a douche for a very valid part of my fucking adult life. For your almost I'm okay with that. Thirty years. Your birthday was party was too early. Uh, yeah. No. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I listen the, again. You're you're. I, I will say this till I I die. The day I die, I'm on my deathbed. I'm gonna be like Joe's an idiot, and then I'll die because the fact that you have not had the <sighs> option of <laughs> with my dying breath. Joe's a fucking asshole. And then I will die because you have not purchased tickets to go to the greatest spectacle uh, in sports entertainment is WrestleMania. And not only again, if you have not listened to the show, Joe has never been to a WWE event. And the fact that he has a, this opportunity. Well, see, no, if you really listen to the show, you would know you went to a house show years ago. Okay. Too true. OK, you went to a house show with your dad years ago. Got it. But you haven't been to an actual like no. WWE show go to a house show with my dad years ago. <sighs> whatever, okay. whatever it was the WWE restaurant okay okay and there was a match going on that so care. i don't want to hear no shit that uh, no you, you you will hear shit because that's even worse <laughs> that's even this is awesome man that is even that is even worse uh if you if you've ever been if you're old enough to have gone to the wwe uh restaurant in Times square yeah which means 30 and above which means 30 and above did you know there was a there was a fact on that uh that i saw on a reel that they spent more money maintaining that that restaurant it was like a million dollars a month to maintain that restaurant that they yeah it was, it was something like they, they've lost more money on that than any other venture that they they had and they purchased wcw <laughs> like it's not that they lost money on that i'm just saying you know they they made money on that obviously with the, the video library and all the wrestlers that came over and and just taking them out of business entirely but the, the wwe new york in times square was the, their biggest money money loser of all time yeah, that makes sense. Now, listen, a young, uh, a young strapping Joe Black was like, "Man, why did they take this away? This was awesome." That's why, because <laughs> it just it was a money pit. That may or may not have been pre nine eleven. <laughs> that was way before nine eleven, <laughs> right? <laughs> way, yeah. way, way before nine eleven. Yeah, um, that's that's how most of my life goes. I'll go. Did this happen before or after? They, they were they were then they were all emanating from there during the Attitude Era, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was that <laughs> way before nine eleven. Yeah, no shit. It costs so much money. It's like the primest of prime real estate in the world. It is almost. in the middle of Times Square, <laughs> in the very smack middle of Times Square. It is Square. in the middle of Times Square. Wh- which what's yeah. that? A Hard Rock Cafe? No, uh, is it Hard Rock? Bubba Gump Shrimp? No, it's not Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody, yell at the at the uh, the speaker. Just is it the M M&M and M Factory? No, that's up. That's uptown. You sure? Yes. All right. Yeah, I trust you. I really only know Midtown and the streets surrounding the 59th Street. You know, when I go downstate, I, I like to venture to those places. Nah. <laughs> See, you're getting it. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you get it finally. Douche. Uh, John it's like Cena. When I go to Long Island, I'm gonna go side side state, whatever that means. And by the way, <laughs> what? Going, before you say anything, yes. yes, I do know the Queens in Brooklyn are on Long Island. No, no, I, with all that no, no, not, not even that. I'm talking about the going back to the party. How <laughs> I, I love your mom. Your mom was a, your mom is a, a angel in disguise on earth. Yeah. Why was it so if far you had away? Her as a teacher, she wasn't. Why was she? So, why was the party so far away? 
two hours to get there, and then another two and a half hours. Two hours. Steven said it took him about an hour and a half, hour 45. Yeah, because it's traffic. Okay. All right. Well, all right, another 15 minutes <laughs> to get out there. It was, it was, it was strenuous. Nah, no traffic will to... take an hour. It's fine. Listen, having celebrating having to celebrate your early birthday a month ahead for a two hour drive. That listen, that it was all the way out there because that's where your dad lives, uh, probably. Yeah, my dad lives out there. And then you get that place for free? No, nah, but I I would assume he knows the owners. My stepmom is pretty much the mayor of of their town. <laughs> oh, okay. Like essentially. <laughs> I love I can't walk someplace with her and have like someone will go, Oh, hey, how's it going? Wow, she's so popular. And then she'll go, Oh my god, hi, I haven't seen you in so long. And I go, Who was that? She goes, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> she's so popular. I love where we're having this conversation right now. Okay, anyway, John Cena. Uh, you know, he air John quote Jana. John John Chana, uh, air quote retired uh after his solo Sokoa match in Saudi. And then not air quote had another surgery. And then he had another surgery. And underwent a second surgery after his latest WWE run. Uh Coincidentally, after the SAG after strike uh, ended uh, uh, right around the crown jewel, uh, he went and had a surgery on his arm. My benefits to kick in. I'm writing this out. <laughs> do it now. Do it now. Uh, he goes, thank you uh, to Dr. J- Jeff Dugas. So very grateful to him and his whole team for two successful surgeries, a world-class facility that has me ready to seize the day with two repaired arms. And then he has a photo of him. Uh, shaking doctor's hand with the with said repaired arm. So there's that. John Chena uh, on the mend. Uh, FTR claims the top spot in 2023 as the PWI Tag Team 100 ranking. Uh, Not surprising. Right, I was going to say, rightfully so. Probably sort of. You got to also remember it's weird the way they do those PWI rankings. It's 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 July to June. Like the, it's July to July. That's how they fucking rank them. Right. Like that's their year. It's not the actual calendar, calendar year. year. Right. Why is that? You know. I don't know. Okay. But it just throws it off when you go. How was MJF ranked number six this year? Hmm. He's had one of the best years possible. Right. But if you look at his run since July, listen. If if MJF keeps this up, he will be the number one wrestler on PWI 500 next year. Every pay per view match he's had, he's done double duty. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, this is very true. He's, he's <laughs> name another wrestler in recent time that has had two matches in multiple pay per views. We've all wanted Roman Reigns to do it for the past two years. No, we, we just want Roman Reigns to actually wrestle, like a match. Well, that's also let alone what two. is it, 11 matches this year or something like <laughs> something that? <laughs> no, three matches or something, something like that. God. Yeah, that, to have twenty-two his, total title defenses. To have that his, was a lot to, to have his schedule in one breath. It really was good for you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that's a lot. Um, let's see here. So FTR, congratulations. How about Swerve Strickland? How about the Niners? Oh yeah, Swerve. We yeah, can, we can talk about Swerve. How about those Niners? Thank you very much. Uh, let's talk about Swerve. Uh, he made remarks uh, after <laughs> your your favorite guy, Jim Cornette, made remarks. Um. <laughs> I know how much you love him. So we'll get to all the results of full gear. I don't need that narrative getting out there. Uh, Joe Black loves Jim Cornette. It's his, his favorite. That podcast. is false. His favorite podcast. That is lies. It, that is what some would term dub fake news. After after we record, he will definitely say, um, you got to get uh, uh, Pat McAfee off, off ESPN and, put, and fill in with uh, Jim Cornette in that spot. 
He loves himself. Me? Yes. I'm going to say that? He loves himself, Jim Cornette. Let now, see, that. now I know you're lying, and I will not take the slander on my own. <laughs> okay? Love I will not stand for it. All the tennis rackets behind you on the wall that you've had signed by him. It's This is a... I will not stand for it. Pat just had on one of the greatest actors and politicians of our time, and I ain't talking about Ronald Reagan. Who's that? What? Arnold. Oh. And he did the whole gimmick. Did he? <laughs> he did the whole gimmick. At the end, Pat was like, hey, Arnold, there, there's a chopper over there. <laughs> He's like, hey, Arnold, there's a chopper over there. He's like, oh, get through the chopper. Yeah, yeah. And then Pat legitimately sprinted out of the Thunderdome. So funny. <laughs> it was great. So, yeah, I won't take the fucking slander on my book. Uh, loves, him, loves himself some Jim Cornette. Anyway, Jim Cornette. It was always, always criticizing AEW for whatever ridiculous reason he wants to. He went after Swerve for the staple spot. So if you have not seen Full Gear, go watch Full Gear and then watch this, which is probably, would you would you agree to the, the point that this is probably the match of the night or was there a better match than you thought? We'll get to the whole card. But As far as like overall, I, it was the best match that I enjoyed. Best match that you enjoyed. Okay. All right, so there was a lot. I enjoyed that match the best. I guess is there you go. So more, more better English. (laughs) Your grammar blows. So (laughs) Swerve and uh, Hangman uh, had a Texas death match, and uh, there was staple guns galore. And apparently, Cornette took some sort of uh, umbrage. Yes. With the fact that uh, Paige used a staple on Swerve's chest instead of striking it, striking him in the face. Oh, this is this okay. makes all kinds of sense. So he said, "This is his quote." Quote. Okay, so then hangnail. Oh my God. <laughs> so then hangnail gets a staple gun and staples Swerve's John Cornette. Nope, 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 nope. I love the name John too much. I'm going to start calling him James Cornette. James Cornette. He said, I'm going to call you like what your mother meant to call you. He goes, okay, so then Hangnail gets a staple gun and staples Swerve's chest. He's stapling him in the titties. Let that pause. Let that pause for effect. Not the nipples. That's that's against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> See, that's kind of funny. Uh, and then he gets a format or a piece of a format or a piece of paper or whatever, and he staples it to Swerve's arm. Now, meanwhile, Brian, you know what a staple gun looks like. You worked in an office. Do you think most of the people know what a staple gun looks like? It's a big metal thing, and you squeeze it, and it's got the thing that goes across your fingers, and you squeeze it, and and it staples, right? If you're in a fight with a motherfucker, especially if you look like Adam Page and the other motherfucker looks like Swerve Strickland, and you've got a staple gun in your hand, and and you going to staple him in the titty? Let me repeat that line again. Are you going to staple him in the titty? Or are you going to draw back and punch him in the bridge of the fucking nose with it? That's the idea. He's got brass knuckles on his hand and he's stapling this motherfucker's arm. I mean, I'm not going to go any. And he, he says fucking cheek titties and he says it several other times. I I just I and I apologize to the listening audience. We just wasted two minutes of your time because I want to get that time back in my life. I that was absolutely absurd. And the 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 whole he keeps going on and on about you know getting stapled in the titty. But the point of the whole thing here is that swerve came back and he goes uh you racist ass <laughs> motherfucker that's what i hope he said he goes uh, for, uh, at swerve confident the realist swerve strickland he said it's uh, on, on x it's like telling kids there's a new insane horror movie out 
Don't go see it. What's the first thing they're gonna do? See it. <laughs> that was his. That was his. Uh, his post. <sighs> so the only thing I I gathered from this is that Jim Cornette does not watch the product. No, it seems like Jim Cornette only watches the product, and he has nothing good to say about any of it. No, he doesn't. Because if he did, he'd know that that little piece of paper was a finger painting from correct hangman's son right because he was in his house and it was a whole thing it's right. not just a little piece of paper like there is actual furtherment of the storyline there jim now the staple gun i get i'll be honest with you mm. hangman being a teacher i would have liked him to just pull out a regular stapler and then bust it open crack it in half and then legitimately wail it into his chest that would have been awesome that would have been yeah the, the matches. But I have no problem with it. I only have a problem with, like, for some reason, Swerve stapling his chest mm. was like, oh, he's supposed to be the heel in this. That's not entirely a heelish move. That's more of a, it's more of a hulking up type of move. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, that part, I was like, that's a little weird. The only other thing, the only other uh, part of this match that I had a problem with mm. was the fact that the announcers, and Justin Roberts, too, mm. was saying that the only way to win was by knockout or tap out. Now, I understand this is wrestling, okay? Sometimes things just, you know, fall by the wayside. But when you say knockout, that means someone gets hit in the face, that person goes down, the match is over. That doesn't mean let me count to 10. That is a technical knockout. Again, getting way too far into semantics here, but that's what for, like that's what makes the wrestling I don't want to say real because <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. Makes it more believable. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. They kept on saying, oh, it's only by knockout or tap out, knockout or tap out. But it's not. It's knockout, count out, or tap out. Which now we're just sounding like a Shayna Baszler tagline. So sometimes I, feel, I loved it. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sometimes I that feel was the, the one part I was like. God, sometimes I feel the rules in AEW are just made up as they go along. Especially, yeah, especially in a match like this, because there's really there's no rules. <laughs> like it's literally just have at it and don't kill yourselves. That's that's really like the the go to line. Um, I think it was Pete that put it in our group thread about Swerve paying tribute to Bray with his trunks, yes. with his uh, tights. Yep. Uh, are we entirely sure that that was a Bray Wyatt tribute? Or? A Terry Funk tribute. Huh. Because Terry Funk did have the black and did red. have striped pants. Right. Now, the other question also is, did Bray Wyatt do it as a Terry Funk tribute? <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting into like Russian nest egg doll thing, like just one within another within another. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say it was a Bray tribute only because of recency and age bias. I, I, I mean Terry Funk also passed away around the same time, but given well, the circumstances know, of the match, the day. Yeah, it, was, it was almost. Uh, given the circumstances of the match, now you have me thinking. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because that was the first that that was the first article I saw was that it was a Terry Funk tribute. Yeah, and in my head I go, oh, but I remember Bray Wyatt doing that, and then I seen a picture of Terry Funk. I go, oh yeah, that might have been a Terry Funk tribute. 
Uh, see, now you got me thinking. Oh, see, that's what the show's about. Um, let's see. Yeah, moving on really quickly. Uh, Triple H addresses LA Knight's challenges in achieving success in WWE. He was on, uh, the H was, he was on <laughs> Greg and the Morning Buzz. <laughs> and the uh, the head of WWE. Why is Triple H still doing morning radio? Uh, get the product out there. I don't know. I mean, what are we doing, Hunter? You're uh, an executive. He th- threw the spotlight on to uh, none other than L.A. Knight himself, highlighting the incredible yeah. journey. He said, <laughs> he said, quote, I look at L.A. Knight right now. He's been in this business for a long time. He kept grinding, kept grinding, kept grinding. And here is sort of running toward and he is sort of running towards the end of his career. And all of a sudden he's making it and becoming a big deal. Hopefully he can capitalize on that. And we can. But you never know. And you keep those doors open and you see what's going to resonate. Nobody has perfect vision around the corner. You just keep grinding and doing what you do, and hopefully success comes. Okay. I mean, that's all you can say, right? I mean, he he just had a match that, you know, a lot of people online were just kind of like, that's whatever. But according to, you know, creative here and what we're seeing on TV, it's not, the story's not over. He's not one of those throwaway storylines where, you know, they have a fight with Roman and, he loses and he, then he goes away back to the mid card. Like he's still on the top there. And so, all that to say is that this, which segues perfectly into my next story Triple H unveils insight into Vince McMahon, what Vince McMahon taught him about booking for WWE fans. This might be. I'll listen to him. The most. That was the insight. <laughs> with that, with what you just said being said, this might be the most ironic. Story I've read for oh, Sunday. Oh, so what you're saying is, listen to them, listen to all of them. That's exactly what he said. So <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what he said. He goes, and That's I quote: great. "Vince taught me years ago: you put yourself in the seats, and you'll never go wrong. You've always got to maintain that perspective." I started out as a fan. Book what people want to feel and see. Unquote. He then said, "Writing this stuff is a feel. You can analyze stories and how they come together, but how does it make you feel?" If you can make people feel those stories, they're going to be invested in the product. That's how we try to approach it. Find that ultimate emotional place for the talent and the characters and the stories they're in. Unquote. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. On Triple, on Triple H saying that Vince think... Vince has to listen to the fans even though we've gotten 15 years of schlock. Go on. I don't think I've heard a more ironic take. Like the bit of irony that came out of all of that right? was... Right. Hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What do the fans want? Ah, oh, they want to see me dead. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I think that Vince McMahon... <laughs> what, may what have a sto- been true about that. What a storyline. <laughs> this seems so real. He's, <laughs> we just want him dead. <laughs> but speaking of uh, speaking of Vince, did you see him at... Uh, they had the, uh, the UFC and MSG, and he was with Undertaker, and he's walking with a cane. Yeah, he was with Undertaker and Kane. I saw that. It was hilarious. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> what a life we live. Yes, he was with Undertaker and Kane. He was with with the Brothers of Destruction, walking down with a man. He was with Kane and Undertaker. Was there. <laughs> and, and Undertaker was there. <laughs> and when I saw him walking with that cane. I'm like, this is what happens when you uh, you tear both your quads trying to slide into a ring, and you have the uh, the McMahon strut. Like you just possibly just ruin your legs for life <laughs> he, is it his legs or is it his fucking sciatic i don't, I don't know what it was but that, that was no, the, i think that it's was, his back that was kind of depressing i just all the man was. looks like a parenthesis now <laughs> oh, wow 
Jeez, yeah, he he's not look good. He does not look good. He had aged. I think this whole <laughs> it's it's funny how I had the same reaction I did when I saw bald Sean for the first time. It's funny how stress and things around you will age you quickly. <laughs> and all oh, brother, you ain't lying. The... I feel like I look fifty. <laughs> <laughs> all the stress in Queens. Uh, yeah, it's you know especially if you have uh, multiple lawsuits against you and you know sexual you know, misconduct lawsuits i'm sure you know a lot of that will take its toll and you know you know but but also getting a couple you know, several hundred million dollars to uh sell shares of stock that doesn't hurt to uh mend those fences and, and you're you know, also being a billionaire goes eh, it, it could be worse in your heart yeah that's it could be worse um talks about randy orton uh wwe's numbers surge with randy orton's return announcement the ratings for uh raw were in uh, the raw viewership of the episode reached 1.4 million. Uh, key demo rating of uh, 0.49 uh, marked Raw's highest rating in the key 18 to 49 demographic since September 4th. Interesting. Go home episode. That's that's what they do. Uh, the final final segment uh, had Drew McIntyre against uh, Jay Uso, and that saw a plus seven increase in total viewership. Uh, so the the episode did well. And again, with the, the take of Randy Orton. That spiked it up a little bit. Um, so what is the point of L.A. Knight and Cody Rhodes on SmackDown? Hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? If they're bringing back Randy, why did they have Cody save L.A. Knight? Yeah, we're not doing we're not doing like Raw versus SmackDown. That's a good point. I know. That, that's what I'm saying. You don't really need. I don't know. Unless L.A. Knight's going to be Kevin Owens like tag partner in a match against the fucking degeneration Z. <laughs> please call. Please. I think that's a great name for them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> please call them that. <laughs> degeneration Z. That's fucking great. That'd be very good. Um, bet online. I still want to do this. I don't know how. Maybe I just go on there and check it and try try to do it. Time time unders. Prime time unders. Did you of, heard me? Do you have a group? No. That should be your betting strategy for the rest of the football season. Oh, prime time unders. Oh, yeah. I've been, uh, dude, I, <laughs> I, mean, I just made 100 bucks on the, uh, what was it? The the Chiefs at Eagles. And they it was, the under was like 43 and a half. And it ended up being like 42 or something like that. I, I was like, oh, my God. Vegas. Just... I've watched. I've watched the last two minutes of every primetime game, and the only one I've lost was the one that I bought more under. I will go in halftime. My, my here's my strategy. I will go in halftime. I will see what the score is. I will double that. If it's under, I'll take the under. That's my strategy, and it's been working in the last five or six games. Five out of six games, that's worked. So I've just I... been taking before before kickoff. Yeah. Primetime. Primetime unders are twenty six and eight this season. That's insane. Yeah, insane. I'm four and one. There's your gambling uh, talk. Speaking of which, bet online again. This is not gambling advice. It's not advice. It's gambling talk. Uh, it's gambling talk. Talk. All right. Not gambling advice. We don't give gambling advice. If we gave gambling advice, this would be a gambling show. <laughs> With that being said, take Detroit tomorrow. Uh, bet online. <laughs> With that being said, I'm not taking the primetime under tomorrow because it's Niners Seahawks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, I'm not doing it. 
Run up that score, baby. Give me Kittle to score a touchdown. Give me CMC to score a touchdown, and I'll be okay. And that's all right. Bet online <laughs> has dropped oh, yeah. new betting yeah, odds. That's right. <laughs> Betty, but that's what we do. Bet online has dropped new betting odds for 2023 Survivor Series. The War Games match, Judgment Day, uh, taking on the faces. Uh, Judgment Day are pl- plus 275. I'm uh, taking that. The faces are plus 450. They're the other They're the underdog. They're both plus. They're both plus. You can have that. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Judgment Day though. You can have that because it's it's still undetermined. Like as far as the whole point of of betting on wrestling, it's it's you get a lot. I've I've noticed that you get a lot of the like the pluses because just of the you're not really sure which way it's going to go. But as of this, the the underdogs are the good guys. Um. So interesting. So yeah. If, well, see, now I would take the 450 with Randy Orton returning, unless he, unless I, they figure that he's going to turn on Cody, <laughs> then that's where the plus 275 comes in. I would take, I would take the Judgment Day mm-hmm. at plus 275, but I would hedge with the baby faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so plus way, 450. I got to put 20 bucks to make back the money I I fucking spent on the other one. This is not this is not betting advice. Uh, <laughs> this is not betting suggestions. This is not gambling advice. That, We're just telling yes. you what we do. What we what Joe Black would do in the women's war games match. WWJBD. You know what I'm saying? Ah, I like it. Get that tattooed. Uh, Becky Bianca Charlotte Shotzi <laughs> taking on Tam nobody needs to have me on their fucking body. They, if they do it, that'd be awesome. Get some, get the get the logo on, on the uh, on on your arm. I think I think I might do that for my birthday. Um, we should do it. <laughs> episode two hundred, which is coming up in three episodes. We got a tattoo artist to come in. This coming day. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, absolutely high. Uh, the women's war came match. The good guys, the good women, are at plus one thirty. Damage control has odds of minus one eighty. Um. Damage, damage control the Again, see, here's the thing. I see a turn in both matches somehow, hmm. which means one match is not going to turn. I think, see, I feel like this is where Bailey gets it. And because of that, they, they turn on her and damage control gets the win and they become like this super awesome. Where they turn on her and damage control and damage control, and damage control gets the win. Yes. Wow, that was a lot. That's a lot to say. Yes. Mm, that's interesting. I'm just saying, if they're if 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 Bet Online is is putting them as the favorites, there's got to be some sort of in both matches. Do they have prop bets by any chance on that? <laughs> I'd have to take a look and see. <laughs> like, can I bet that Kyrie Sane's going to do an elbow, a flying elbow off the cage? Oh, I'm sure. Because I'd take that <laughs> a thousand percent, a thousand percent, absolutely. Uh, and then they have Rhea Ripley, <laughs> Rhea Ripley at minus three thousand. It's always Stark listed at plus 800. Uh, Intercontinental Championship, Gunter, as favorite at minus 5,000. Underdog, Miz, plus 1,000. And then the singles match with Carlito taking on Santos Escobar. Santos is uh, favorite at minus 1,000. Yo, put 20 bucks on the Miz for me, please. On the Miz? taking that. Really? Yes. Yes. I guess. He already, listen, at this point, okay, if there's something you need to know about when it comes to records, as far as fantasy booking is concerned, yeah. anything's fair game for Gunther now. Right. It could go any which way. I do have a, a account with Bet Online. That's awesome. Okay, never mind. Uh, they are not an American. Right, Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Kyrie Sane off the top. 
that's thank you. If that's I'll Venmo problem. you, okay. or I'll buy you a beer and a half, or whatever it is. <laughs> well, speaking of which, that's what I wanted to talk about. What does it say before we get into nice segue into full gear here, and we'll just quickly go through all the matches here. What does it say? As if anybody else cares. What does it say that we, as a group, who have gone to <laughs> minus the the debacle that we had last year in December with the pay-per-view and all the circumstances that came with it. We have gone and to also minus the debacle in 2021 when it was just me, you and my cousin and the other three couldn't come. Oh yeah. So for... minus those two debacles. I forgot about that one. Uh, We've gone to every single w, uh, AEW show that there is in the tri-state area. What does it say that we haven't bought tickets for either world's end or the January 3rd show at the rock? Well, I'll tell you for me personally, it for me personally, it says that I am not off on the weekend and I've taken off too many weekends so far this year. Go on. So that's why I'm not going to World's End, even though it is practically right in my fucking backyard. And there's it's like a 15 minute drive, no traffic. Yes. But on the other end, we would have normally bought tickets for the January 3rd show already. What does that say about our interest in AEW? I don't know. I'm scared for us. I am scared too. <laughs> I don't want the only wrestling shows that I've been to to be of a non-existent company. <laughs> you know, by the way, they they do have this uh, event happening in Philadelphia in uh, in April. You should you should probably check that. Really? out. Really? Is it on a Tuesday or Wednesday? It's on a it's on a Saturday and a Sunday. Pick pick, ah, pick a day. I don't know if I can make it. Pick a day. Um, you should also, I mean, there's also plenty of tickets, by the way. <laughs> I'm out real quickly. I was talking with Pete this last weekend at the party mm. and he goes, no, why don't you just go to Philly for like that day? Go get cheesesteaks. Come back. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm like, Pete, Are you paying for my day. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. If I'm being honest, I mean, what, I, I don't understand. Like, wouldn't that be the way to go? Like, if you just do it for a day and just go go get a Philly cheesesteak, go go see a you know a couple matches here and there at a no no no. You know, He's at, saying go get my cheesesteak, then come back and watch the show. Oh, that's okay. That's <laughs> Peter's. I'm not opposed to it. Peter's a very smart guy, but he's he's said some ridiculous things, and that might be the most ridiculous thing he's ever said. I am not opposed to it. Get a fucking ticket, dude. <laughs> just get a ticket. Sit, watch a house show for a couple hours. Come back. It's a small show. Like you'll be in and out in like small five show. minutes. Seventy thousand people is not that much. Small show. Um, by the way, with all that being said, for January third, um, I would like to still get those tickets for my birthday. Uh, there's still plenty of seats left. <laughs> in case you were wondering, there's plenty. That's why we haven't bought them yet. <laughs> there's plenty of tickets available, <laughs> and that's then. There's that. Anyway, um, let's get and into that. Will be by the, I think what's his face will be back by then. Who's that? The newest signing to AEW, which we found out at Full Gear. Chris, bring up the Full Gear. Oh my God, what a signing! What a what a coup! I, that I did not see coming. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be like Goldberg or <laughs> some nonsense like that. No, it was a, a huge, huge get, and it has been. It is someone that has already been with the company with AEW, and uh, will I guess continue to be there with them for. He wasn't with the company. He was temporarily signed to the company for matches with them but not an official roster member you know he was always signed to new japan i understand i understand that but he's always because of the working relationship with new japan okay but he also had a working relationship apparently with uh with tna no but that's the whole forbidden door gimmick (laughs) they just don't care about 
they don't care about anyone else except the WWE. Got it. Okay. So we'll get to that in a second. So I, I wanted to get I want to get your take on all these matches here because some of them were absolutely absurdly insanely great and the main storyline for this whole thing went very WWE and people online were losing their minds. I was not happy with it. Oh. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the zero hour match with mm-hmm. your your heavyweight champion MJF doing double duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Joe from Samoa. And the Joe from Samoa taking on the guns for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. I feel like the guns should have taken that. I don't know why you need to have him. I guess it's for the storyline of Cole because he wasn't there. But MJF and, and Samoa Joe win and they had they they beat down MJF after the match, the guns and, and all that. Right. And then MJF gets taken away in an ambulance. And it, it brought the main event into question, which I, I don't entirely mind. I don't mind having this kick off the show mm-hmm. and have it be a storyline throughout the show. But the way that they went about it is what I have the issue with. And that is what? Because that part made no sense. Okay. So. Which which was? Oh, you want to get into it? I thought I, you were just going to go through all the matches. No, quick, quick, quickly. What what was the, 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 the recap? Uh, I believe after the first or second match, they had... Jay White come out and address the fact that, you know, the the Max is injured now and he calls the injury and all that stuff. Then Adam Cole comes out and says, I will fill in for Max. With a broken ankle. With a broken ankle. A broken freaking ankle, some would say. Um, so that was the part that didn't make sense to me. Right. You're going to have Max go out with a knee injury or a quad injury or whatever the fuck you wanted to name the injury. Mm-hmm. You're going to have him go out with an injury, a worked injury, might I add. Yes. And then in his place in a world championship match, you're going to have neither of the people be the world champion. And also the guy who is replacing the injured guy is actually hurt. Right. So we know that he's not going to wrestle and we know that the ambulance spot's coming. It's it, it, yeah. they 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 practically gave us every single bit of that entire show right there. Now, fantasy booking mm-hmm. would have made more sense to just have Jay White come out and say, or have Tony interview Jay White and have Tony say that if Max is not able to compete by the end of the night, he will forfeit that world championship. That's all fine and good, because then you go. Which, oh, is what, shit. which is what happened though. Like in the beginning, it, like Tony Giovanni was like going along with it. Like, yeah, you, you're the champ, I guess. Like, it just seemed a little weird. That exactly, that was- exactly my point. But it also would leave the fans in a sense of disbelief to go, "Holy shit! If Max is actually injured, mm-hmm. we have a new champ. Do we have a new champ? Can can the championship be won via forfeit?" Or is that a vacancy and we now have I would have even taken that it's, it's Tony normally a vacancy the title and now we have to have a new 
main event for the world championship. Right. I'm perfectly okay with that. Then you have Max come in, whatever, have him come in that way. That's all fine and good. Or even just swerve everybody completely. That's fine. But you can't have an injured guy take the place of another injured guy. When one of them is legitimately injured and he walks to the ring in his civilians <laughs> and crutches. But, but didn't didn't that give you like pause? Like this is not going to happen. Like this match is not happening. This I knew way. from the beginning it yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I get that that would be like the way to. Because if this was a work injury some the sort whole of time, why is Adam going on on video call? Right. <laughs> That's stupid video. You know call. what I mean? He would have just been there. Right. I would, I'll do one even better. One of his quote unquote best friends from, I guess, back in the day, let's say about, you know, four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He's in a wheelchair with a broken freaking neck, but he still goes to the fucking ring and he, and he wrestles if he has to, cause that's his gimmick. Right. But that's his gimmick. That's not an actual injury. You didn't have to have surgery for your broken neck right. this time. Right. He did. Cole did. Yeah, Cole actually had to have some shit fused in his ankle or something. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, like, it it left me with not. Again, people remember the finish. That's that's all fine and good. And if this was just a way to get Adam but, ringside for for Max's match, you could have done it totally differently. You but, could have just not said anything and have Adam Cole come out with MJF. No one would have been any wiser. All true. Uh, yes, absolutely, all true. But it, it, speaking of the finish. We'll get we'll get to it because yeah, as you said, this this is a a drawn out narrative throughout the entire uh, pay per view. I will give them an A for effort as far as you know, getting absolutely. people. Absolutely, I mean we're talking about it. There's you know things have been said and done, and and you know online went absolutely batch um, crazy. But you know putting it out there, I, I will give them A for effort to try to something, trying something new. With that being said, I can I hear what you're saying with the with the beginning. I had a problem with the end. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Claudio uh, defeating Buddy Matthews. Uh, my boy Eddie Kingston taking on Jay Lethal for the uh, ROH World Championship and New Japan Strong Openweight. So, really quickly on that. Sure. Eddie Kingston is entered into this Continental Classic. With the stipulation now. With the stipulation that he will... So... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it that he will defend the championship in every round, at every match? Yep. So every single match. Eddie Kingston, like I mean, Eddie Kingston's winning the Continental Classic <laughs> in Long Island, New York, right? Come on. I, I think that's where it's going to go. <laughs> Come on. I think that's the way. That or we have a new champ, and yeah, all right, yeah. rah rah, new champ. Okay, yeah, Ooh, yeah nobody, but wants, nobody wants to see Eddie Eddie lose <laughs> in New York. In New York, of all places, bro, he could be. He could be in actual upstate New York, and he would still, <laughs> still be like, the fan favorite. This is very true. Just yeah. as long as you are in the confines of New York State and or the the greater tri-state area. Him winning at Grand Slam was probably like it had to be his biggest moment of his career. And I think the biggest moment of his career was seeing you at UBS, right? Oh, that's right. I take that, thank you very much. I take that all back. Yes, the, his biggest moment of his career, not mine, of his. Was seeing me in the in the back row, <laughs> screaming some some random ass just screaming out his name. Uh, let's see. So Eddie Eddie de- defeated Jay Lethal. Uh, we had Edge. I mean Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting taking on the Patriarchy. Are they actually calling themselves that now? The Patriarchy <laughs> with Christian yes. Christian 
uh, Luchasaurus and Nick yes, Wayne. yes, yes, and yes. Thank you, Christian. <laughs> the best heel in all of professional wrestling right now, by far, yeah. hands down, hands down. And if if anybody has anything to say, fight me because he is by far the best. Heel. I do have one thing to say. Yes, I won't fight you, but I feel like you may agree on this. Sure, like a one A. Yes. Okay. Christian is the best heel in the business as far as his work. His mic work. His mic work Correct. and his ring work for that matter. Oh, too. yeah, of course. Dominic Mysterio. Okay. <laughs> I give a very close 1A uh, because all of his heel is all fan reaction. Yeah, it really... the. the... <laughs> Nothing really has changed with the way Dominic Mysterio works in a ring. He says, and he hasn't been able to talk because of the fan reaction. That's what, what I was just about to say. Like he, he, the funny thing is that he is such a heel that he can't even get out the words to to be, become more heelish because the fans have just drowned him out, and that's become his gimmick. And you cannot ask for a better gimmick. Like you are, yeah. you, if you're trying to be oh, heel, three words, Mysterio, dude. You, you know, you're trying to get on the mic. You say nothing. You have to scream what you have to say, and it's it's short and to the point because you can't nobody can hear what you're saying. So, <laughs> I, I love that that's like the the gimmick. And Don Callis has it there, but it's not. It's almost there, but it's not at the level of Dominic. And as far as heels go, Christian is. I, I said it before, and I will say it again. This this is by far, including WWE work, his best work in his career that he's ever done. Yes, ever done. And and Don Callis's heel is more like a like a Bobby the Brain type of heel, correct? But uh, but like, like a, tweaked up a little bit to a tweaked Hollywood up. Hulk type of heel, correct? Yes, but a, a little tweaked up as far as uh, that that assholey kind of heel where yeah, you, modernism. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I get it. Uh, Orange Cassidy taking on John Moxley for the international championship. <laughs> I, I will say I'm, I'm reading I'm getting the matches here from uh, WrestlingInc.com and they gave grades to each one of these matches this match they gave a D ouch um, so, I mean, not, not to get into the whole there's oh. just something about Orange Cassidy being too serious <laughs> yeah I think I think yeah they're going into the that too but they're going to the fact that um because of how Moxley lost it, he should have regained it, which I don't really necessarily agree with that whole premise. Um, I don't agree with it either. I, I do agree with the fact that Cassidy probably should have won this just to get him over the whole thing because you saw how they, they did a very good job. Dynamite did a very good job with the match that they had prior to full gear and that he gave him the orange orange uh, punch and he just basically ate it and no sold it. And that is a awesome lead. And having Orange Cassidy's face just be absolutely drawn of any emotion other than the fact that he was now scared at the fact that he ate this punch. That is a great lead-in into this match. That is a great lead-in into this match. So uh, I feel like Cassidy should have won this. Uh, and he did. And so to, to give it back to Moxley just because he really didn't lose it to begin with is not really a good reason to... Give the, ba- the bell back to him. Anyway, moving yeah, on. Yeah, consolation prize. At that yeah, point. yeah, exactly, exactly. Tony Storm de- uh, defeating Hikaru Shida for the Women's World Championship. Bravo. I mean, just just bravo. This is legitimately the best work Tony Storm has ever done ever. It is, and I hope now Mariah May being her freaking protege. I I love every second of it. Perfect, I, absolutely perfect. And I hope now that this belt 
unlike the men's AEW belt, which kind of stays put for you know at least a year on, on on a guy, this belt has kind of been hot potatoing back and forth. And uh, Sheeta has hel- held the belt according to this. Uh, her her reigns have been twenty five and thirty nine days. Jesus, that's it. And so maybe not the best for her, but she's she's an amazing wrestler. She's one of the best women wrestlers on the planet. But this character, Tony Storm, has now, as far as timeless, is her best character, as you just said. And going forward, she should have this belt for a very long time. Yes, uh, absolutely. Ricky Starks and Big Bill uh, retain their World Tag Team Championship. Yeah, this, the whole thing seems kind of weird. I think I need to watch Collision more. Oh, that, that helps, too. Because <laughs> I'm not entirely. <laughs> I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not entirely getting the the Ricky Starks Big Bill thing in accordance with all the other incredible tag teams that are there. How was the match itself, though, for you? I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I love a fucking ladder match. You crazy? Yeah. It also helps to have Big Bill. Like realistically, mm-hmm. Ricky just could have stood on his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what's good about a ladder match when you have a big dude like that. We have a new TBS champion in Julia Hart. Called it. You did. You did, um, and and well, not only well deserved because she's been doing amazing work in the last couple months, but I think it's it's definitely her time. How old is she now? Twenty one. I don't know, but she just got married recently to Julia Hart. Yes. Wow. Was... Okay. <laughs> to who's another wrestler? Who was it? Nightmare Factory. Uh, Big Shotty Lee Johnson. Random. Okay. Yeah. I just saw that recently. So Mazel Tov to them. Oh, Mazel Tov. There you go. But yeah, we have a new TBS champion, Julia Hart, and she's come a long way, dude. <laughs> she's come yeah. a long way from from a cheerleader <laughs> to uh, to this character that she's had. She well, has she's a- on record as saying on a podcast somewhere. I believe she's on record saying that like she didn't like the cheerleader gimmick anymore. She was like, I, I she knew that she could do so much more, and then she just actually fucking did it. Yeah. Uh, and then some would say. Not Jim Cornette, but match of the night. Swerve Strickland taking on Adam Page in a Texas death match. Match of the night, spot of the night, hands down spot of the night. Which was? The staple? It wasn't the staple. It was the aftermath of said staple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I believe at that point, uh, Swerve Strickland was already bleeding profusely from his forehead region. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was on one knee, and then Hangman decided to to lay down underneath his forehead, m- mouth open. Oh, God. And like Dracula, uh, uh, Drink gulp, uh, just take a nice, healthy gulp of his blood Ugh. and then spit it into the air. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank God he spit it out because, I mean, he got very sick from drinking blood. Uh, yeah, honestly, you could get very sick from just putting the blood in your mouth. Yeah, this is very true, too. <laughs> At least he spit it out. Now, uh, I'm going to hope and pray that everyone got tested beforehand because we don't need something just, you know, yeah, you I don't need a weird staph infection coming about because Hangman drank Swerve's blood. Right. You know what I'm saying? I could have gone way different with that, but we'll leave it at staph infection. What was the... Hold on a second. The... Kids was the name of the movie. Oh God! Oh yeah! Oh no! I thought that's what you were thinking. No, that was, that was not what I was. That was not what I was thinking of. But kudos to you on that one, <laughs> kids. Um, Shh, it's me, just cats, Casper. 
It's just me, Casper. <laughs> what, what a creepy ass scene. Shush, oh, it's, man. Shush, it's that me. Was a fucking great movie. And then rape. Um, let's see. By the way, what an awful segue. But uh, Swerve Strickland, in his match of, the, of his career, and I will call this right now in episode 197, 198, whatever. So. Uh, 2024, Swerve Strickland champ. Yeah. Like AEW World Champ is what I'm, I'm saying. Oh, why? I don't know about that one. Oh, okay. Um, it does help that he put on a lot of muscle since he went to AEW. Mark my words. Because they're pushing this guy hard. And he's 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 beaten Paige in this match that Paige did not really need to win. But going into this match, after, especially after the, the beatdown that he took verbally uh, on Dynamite from, from Paige and probably one of his best uh, promo cuts that he's done in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sw- swerving this match is absolutely insane, and so I'm telling you, something something happening next year. Uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega taking on the Young Bucks, the Golden Jets, if you will. The Golden Jets. I mean, yeah, I didn't expect it to go this way. I thought that, uh, but I guess the Young Bucks heel turn is really, uh, really know. taken into effect. I don't know why you doubted also that. Hangman. Why did you doubt that last last week? What do you mean? You said last week that uh, you weren't sure if the Young Bucks were going heel. No, I wasn't sure if the Young Bucks were already heel. Oh, yeah, no, they're they're heel. They are now, well, dude. They were they were signing fan shoes on Dynamite. Yeah, right. So he, heel. heels don't sign shoes. Very heel. Uh, and then the main event, which was MJF taking on Jay White for the World Championship, and him doing the heroic WWE move of coming back from the hospital from the medical stealing. Facility. Stealing. stealing an ambulance. Stealing an ambulance, correct. They he stole. He didn't come in through the back. Coming in uh, on the back of the ambulance, that's the WWE move. Now, why? <laughs> stealing the ambulance. Now, that that's an AEW thing. Because if you remember, mm. Hangman also did it. Yes. Because I think it was Nick Jackson was in the hospital. And Hangman went to go visit him. But then he had to go back for the beatdown. Right. <laughs> Now, what, where, if this was real, then he should have won the match and then immediately get arrested by cops coming through the coming through the uh, the doorway there because he stole an ambulance. That's that's not legal. Uh, my problem with this match is that if you're going to do all these all this sh- shenanigan work, and you're yes, pulling, I agree, you're pulling Jay White through this. Mm-hmm. He should have won. Yeah, Jay White. Oh. They've done him no. By the way, they've done him no that's favors. Not what I agree with. I thought we were still on the other match. I thought you were talking about the run-in with the Texas Chainsaw match. Texas Chainsaw. The Texas Death match. The, the run-in with that match. With Brian Cage at the end. Oh, no, no. I was talking about, I'm sorry. That's what I was agreeing with at first. My, that's, you know what? Hand up. Mea culpa. <laughs> <laughs> Hand up. There that's, it is. That one's on me. There it is. Mea culpa, indeed. Uh, MJF taking on Jay White. Uh, for the championship, I believe Jay White should have won this. If they're gonna, if they're gonna have this whole string out, this whole storyline string out throughout the entire thing, and not only that, but you had what two months the lead up to this match with Jay White holding that belt, he should have won the belt. And you know now, you know MJF is still a deserving champion all around. That's don't get me wrong, but I I don't think AEW has done Jay White a service since he's left New Japan. If that makes any sense, I feel like they've done. They could have done more with him. Uh, you know, Bullet Club is is all well and good. Him being the leader is 
that's should be that's the way the it biggest is. Biggest thing about Jay White's contribution to AEW, but is he's Bullet Club Gold. But he's done nothing so far as far as like winning anything. He hasn't. Uh, I I agree with that a hundred percent. But you can't deny that both the gun, like the guns and Juice Robinson, are viewed at as a higher caliber wrestler since joining Bullet Club Gold. And so now, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it his time now to be able to kind of elevate to another level and get some wins under his belt? Yes, I, I do agree with that. He needs to go back to freaking OG Bullet Club Jay White. Yeah. So. Right, we agree with that. All right. Uh, overall grade for full gear. They, gave, they By the way, they gave that last match an F. <laughs> what? They, they gave it an F. Uh, if what did they give the whole pay per view? They gave. They don't have an overall grade for the pay per view. They just they have individual matches. I mean, it's I would say that given all the grades that they gave, they gave a ton of A pluses. Um, I would say it was like maybe a B plus, A minus that they gave the entirety. Uh, but they gave this last match an F. I um, would give it a solid b plus slash a minus there they go there probably wasn't a single person over the age of 11 who was fooled by full gears teased bait and switch angle where AEW baffingly baffingly suggested that adam cole who is out of action baffing baffing i can't speak bafflingly suggested that adam cole who is out of action with a legitimate injury might be defending the AEW world championship against jay white in full gears main event the problem isn't just that White looks like he doesn't belong anywhere near world title contention after failing to beat a battered and injured champion, even with the help of the guns. His stock has dropped, perhaps irrepar- irreparably. <laughs> Jesus. Perhaps irreparably. But the other part of the problem is that MJF's stock has now risen to potentially un- untenable heights. Are we expected to believe after MJF survived that match that he's now going to lose in his second defense against Samoa Joe? Yes. Uh, who can plausibly defeat him? What ridiculous set of circumstances would have to occur to create the conditions for an MJF title loss? The answer to the last question is still very likely Cole turns on him. I still think Cole's the, the devil. But that means we're all just waiting for Cole to get back while AEW has MJF uh, overcoming comically large obstacles after obstacle after obstacle uh, to the point that there's no drama. Jay White winning on the title, on the other hand, would have been a legitimate shock, but the one that didn't hurt MJF in any way. See, I, I agree with that. I, I didn't read this before, but I, I agree with that. Um, either, either way, I feel like MJF winning, I'm not surprised at that. I feel like the whole storyline was, as, as you said, kind of like blah, but mm-hmm. more so that they're, uh, the F for me comes in that they're, the way they're, they're treating Jay White and kind of putting him through this just to create this angle for MJF and Cole. What if and here we the devil is, you know what? I'm going to tease that right there. I want to bring you back to around 20, 2015, New Japan. Mm. Wrestler by the name of Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt mm-hmm. had an alter ego. Sure. Known as the demon. Mm. The demon king. Well. Right? Yes. What if under the devil mask is in fact M J F? Well. And it's just been a double swerve this whole time. I'm for it too. 
Now, I'm not going to lie. I did just say the word swerve. Now I'm thinking swerve could possibly be the devil. Also. <laughs> <laughs> just because you said the word. <laughs> That's how wrestling works. Oh, God. Uh, I, listen, if, if, uh, if anything is to come out of this, it's that we are still extenuating the, the storyline of MGF and Cole. And uh, again, I give kudos to AEW for trying to do this kind of angle. It, did it did it work? Uh, it, it, it no. doesn't seem like it did. <laughs> but, you know, again, kudos to them for trying it. Uh, not this particular ambulance angle. It did not work. He should, should still have been arrested. He stole an ambulance. Let's quickly go through uh, the Saturday's uh, war games. Um I don't like it. They had a Brit. They have a Brit on television. They had the opportunity to do it, and they didn't. Oh, with uh, with Nick, Nick Aldis. With Nick. Yeah. You guys want to battle in war? You guys want to battle in war? Well, then let's settle it. Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> let's settle it. <laughs> war games, in it, in it. <laughs> Crikey, in it, and then he just wanders off. Uh, let's get to, to that really quick on a complete swerve. I use that word a lot today. Uh, side note: uh, Last Friday was the anniversary of Rick Rude appearing on both WWE Raw and Nitro on the same day. I thought, wow! I thought I throw that in there. That was the uh, well. I mean, anniversary. Since 19- we're talking about nineteen ninety anniversaries. Yeah, today is one of the biggest anniversaries of them all. I mean, which is eleven twenty-two. Go on. This date in history, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Ring a bell at all? Nineteen Dallas, Texas. Oh, JFK. Today was the day that JFK got shot in Dallas, Texas, wow. by Lee Harvey Oswald. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Backspatter working like that, huh? <laughs> And then Jack Ruby just so happens to die. Allegedly. Oh God, let's see here. You so- haven't seen that tele- that that mini series on Hulu, I believe. Go watch it. James Franco, eleven twenty two sixty three. Uh, by the way, also uh, Nick Hogan, son of Hulk Hogan, was arrested on a DUI on Sunday. Uh, so Survivor Series. Um, <laughs> Carlito taking on Santos. Santos. Okay. Uh, the women's war game match with Bianca, Charlotte, Shotzi, and Becky. So it's a four on four. Take it on damage control. Um, I have to give it to damage control because if not, they look weak. Correct. Correct. Uh, the men's war games match with Cody, Seth, Jay, and Sammy, and Randy. Take it on Judgment Day. I have a faction sweep. Judgment Day and Dra- Drew McIntyre. Huh? I'm sorry. Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I have a faction sweep of war games. Faction sweep. Yes, both factions, both already established factions oh, gotcha. win war games. Gotcha. Uh, I will agree with that. Zoe Stark against Rhea Ripley for the women's championship. Give me the plus one. No, I'm kidding. Rhea Ripley's <laughs> going to win. I mean, what are plus, we doing? Plus 800. Uh, right. And then uh, Gunter taking on The Miz for the IC title. Give me <laughs> the plus 1,000 odds on The Miz to win his ninth Intercontinental Championship, tying He's the one to take Chris it off. Jericho for the record. He's the one to take it off. Of Also, if you want to think about records, what you're saying, right? Yes. The record for most Intercontinental Championship title 
Reigns is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho currently works for another company. They're rival companies, some would say. Really? I could see them wanting to give the Miz a little bone here and there. He's like, you've been doing good for 20 years. You know what? Here's an There's your ninth Intercontinental title. <laughs> Here's an icy title. You are the greatest mid-carder to ever come out of the <laughs> WWE. <laughs> Uh, he might be. He might very well he be. He actually, like, that's a very good point. He might be. <laughs> he might actually be. Uh, with all that being said, thank you so very much. I'm now on betonline.com. And uh, let's see here if I can find. Just do me a favor. Right for the Sons of Slam, put 20 bucks on the Miz to win. And if it doesn't win, I'll give you 10 back. They. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, for the Continental Classic winner, the the favorite right now they have at plus 150 is Brian Danielson. Uh, the long shot is Jay Lethal. Uh, there is no- Long shot should be Mark Briscoe, if anything. Uh, let's see here. Survivor Series. Mark Briscoe versus Eddie Kingston in the final. Oh, there we go. So there's men's war games match winner. Uh, Judgment Day is at plus three hundred. Oh, they have. Oh, they have. They have the. Oh, hold on a second. Maybe this is this is updated now. So this will be the last thing we talk about. So uh, the faces are minus five hundred. So I'm definitely putting. Oh. I'm definitely putting money on Judgment Day. Yeah, dude. Plus three hundred. Uh, Carlito's plus five hundred. I'll stay away from that. Damage Control is at. Excuse me. Uh, Damage Control is actually at minus one eighty. So they're. Uh, the faces are that's plus essentially one, a pick em. plus one thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pick them. Uh, going through at minus five thousand. I'll take the plus one thousand for you, and then Rhea Ripley at minus three thousand. I'll stay away from Zoe. So I'm going to take. I'm telling you right now. I'm taking the Miz at plus one thousand, and I'm taking uh, Judgment Day plus three hundred. You're not parlaying them, right? No, absolutely not. All right, good. No, Thank no, never. <laughs> I would never do. No, no, no. Uh, I've lost most of my money on parlays. I'll do 20 on both. All right. But mine is only Judgment Day. I got you on Judgment Day. I'm I'm, I'm sticking out for The Miz on mine. But uh, you, know, you, you take yours on Judgment Day. All right. Done and done. Ladies and gentlemen. I meant mine is on The Miz. That's what I meant to say. That's on me. Oh. Mine's on The Miz, not Judgment Day. Got it. Okay. All right. Fine. So I'll take the I'll, I'm still Legit, Like I am taking the Judgment Day to win. But my money's on the Miz. Money's on the Miz. Okay. So I'm betting 20 on the Miz. I'm betting ju- 20 on Judgment Day. We shall see what happens. I've never been oh, so invested man. in a wrestling match in my time. <laughs> I'm so fucking hyped right now. <laughs> this will be the first time I ever get to uh, uh, bet on wrestling. God, it's only I been need to stop 40 years. <laughs> this is how bad we got. I need to stop gambling. Ugh. I really do. I did for a while. I, I I didn't do a lot of gambling for a minute. And then I've been hearing about this primetime unders. And I go, you know what? <laughs> Let me see what it's all about. I have 20 on the Miz. Excuse me. I have 20 on the War Games match to win 200. And for the Miz, I'm sorry. I lied. That was for yeah, the IC. Miz is 20. Yes. Yes. Correct. For Judgment Day, 20 bucks is going to win me $60. Yeah. There you go. And place bet. Live on show. Success. Ticket number seven four one two seven nine one hundred. We have bet on wrestling for the first time ever. Good Hell God! Yeah. Mark it down. <laughs> Mark it down on this. Mark episode. it down. The sixtieth anniversary of JFK's assassination was when we first bet on wrestling. It's a historic day in history, my friend. You know what? That deserves. Burn!
Exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that oh, is shit, it gets every time. <laughs> that is our show. Thank you guys so very much. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, bud. Enjoy your day of turkey and stuffing at work. And uh, you know, when, when after we win on on Saturday, all, all the winnings, uh, we will uh, we will talk then. Absolutely. All right. You and the family, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Thank you. The guys, all of you, have a very happy Thanksgiving. And on behalf of uh, Hulk Hogan, happy Thanksgiving. The Sons of Slam podcast.